This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And it's Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith, along with Keith Baldry, Global News Legislative Bureau Chief in Victoria. Good morning, Keith, and happy Valentine's Day. Good morning, Bruce. Happy Valentine's to you and all the listeners. And I would imagine there's nothing but love in Victoria right now all the, all the way around. Well, I just came from the dining room, and it has hearts all over the tables. So that's what's going to greet the MLAs today when they sit down for breakfast and lunch. But I don't think that's going to extend much into question period, which is going to start in about 20 minutes. And let's talk about question period. What can we expect for today? Well, liberals have made it clear they're really focusing on um, a handful of issues that I think the government is most vulnerable on. And that is uh, mental health, health care and public safety and housing. And those seem to be the, the hot-button issues for both sides, as a matter of fact. Those are David Eby's um, the top uh, issues in terms of his priority status and also the issues the Liberals are sort of beavering away to hammering over the head. Um, also, it might be interesting whether some of the strata rules, the story that's circulating, we did on Global last night, it was on NW this morning, of this uh, young uh, family now facing... Uh, forced out of their condo because they're having a baby because the strata council um arbitrarily an incredible decided. story yeah it is and i'm wondering if the liberals will pick up on that today and expose uh what appears to be a loophole uh in the legislation so question period you know it's interesting session is only into its second week and already it seems to be a little more intense in question period than it was in the fall session or even last spring where I think uh, it's getting a little more personal and a little more chippy for both sides. <laughs> you know, uh, we saw that story last night. A pregnant woman in Maple Ridge says her strata council is going to force her out because it is switching over to the 55 plus. Uh, and that was one of the only avenues left to get around some of the changes uh, that the province made when it came to uh, strata rules. Yep. Uh, so this one's biting them. Uh, I, I think this is not a good look. No, uh, we interviewed uh, Housing Minister Ravi Kalon yesterday, who said literally this strata council needs to give its head a shake. Um, I'm not sure that's enough to get them to change their minds. I think at the very least they have to give this young woman uh, an exemption to this rule. And I have to wonder if uh, they don't, whether the government would entertain some sort of legislation amendment to close this loophole to ensure that these strata councils don't uh, just arbitrarily start kicking families out because they want to revert to a 55 and over status after uh, the legislation was first announced. So it's a, it's a loophole, and I want to wonder if others are going to be affected by this as well. It's going to be interesting to see that one, and that was one of the fears that was expressed by many callers calling in here to CKNW. Uh, they had mentioned that in the past, uh, that that could happen, and there you go. Uh, some good news uh, this morning. Well, if there ever is good news in poverty rates when it comes to children, but uh, 13% in B.C., uh, it's not as high as it has been. Government, uh, in terms of the context of the economy, uh, must be feeling a little bit good about this. 
Well, you know, child poverty has been an issue for for some time, and even though it's like it goes down a little bit, sometimes the rate and then up, it still masks the fact that there's still thousands of kids who literally go to school hungry every day or come home hungry uh, every day. Uh, affordability is an ongoing issue. Um, pretty well, almost all income classes over you know below six-figure incomes because the cost of living is so high for so many people. And when you're paying, when so many families are paying, you know, $2,500, $3,000 a month in rent, and it doesn't leave, that's after-tax income. It doesn't leave a lot of money left over for other incidentals or um, needs that you require on a daily basis. And that includes food, and that affects a lot of kids, especially young kids. So there's child poverty remains a significant issue in B.C., does indeed. And I was actually a little bit surprised when I saw that. And, uh, you know, just the, the newsman in me makes me uh, question whether that is reflective of reality. But that being said, uh, food prices and rent, two of the big ones that will be facing uh, the government coming up. Um, do you think that this is something that uh, will end up being more of a shift now for the B.C. Liberals uh, into, you know, talking about the cost of living away from maybe uh, crime? Crime seems to be one that uh, they didn't really gain a hold of as uh, the issue for them. Well, it's interesting. We had two opinion polls released last week, Research Co. and Leisure. Uh, Leisure. Both of them found very high marks for the NDP versus the B.C. Liberals. I think the B.C. Liberals have to be a little frustrated where they are right now because even though they're prosecuting the NDP in question period last fall and right now on some of these key issues, whether it's affordability, cost of living, or street crime or whatever, it's not translating into any shift in public opinion. I mean, Leger's polls got gives David Eby a 49% approval rating and Kevin Falcon of the Liberals 31%. Um, a little better for Falcon in the research co is at 44%, which is an increase. But I think one of his problems and the Liberals' problem is they're sort of cloaked in this anonymity, which can, is sort of the plight of opposition. They don't get near the profile uh, that the government gets. The government actually does things and do, you know, is out there with sort of action figures, whereas the opposition is sort of just always sort of complaining about the government. And that doesn't translate into uh, a shift in public support. So the latest polls, if an election were held today, according to these polls, and polls can be wrong, they're just snapshots in time. But you, if you're the NDP, you've got to be very happy with where you're at because uh, both polls give them about 44 45% approval or voting intention, and the Liberals are down in the 30s. And that translates into a continued majority government for the NDP. So public opinion hasn't shifted <clears throat> despite some of the controversies that have been swirling out there. Whether it's healthcare, it's interesting. Talking to a couple of NDP strategies yesterday, pointed out that when when problems occur in healthcare and the healthcare becomes an issue, support for the NDP actually goes up because the NDP is always seen historically as the party of of, of public healthcare. The Liberals are not, and so when you've got a heightened sense of concern in healthcare, suddenly, according to the research co uh, uh, poll. Uh, the NDP's got a, like a 16-point lead over the Liberals when it comes to who's best to manage health care. And that's got to be troubling for the opposition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. 
Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And it's Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith talking with Keith Baldry, Baldry's Beat. Keith, the Global News Legislative Bureau Chief, talking about uh, the NDP government still, according to these polls, in uh, majority territory. Well, I guess... That's uh, fairly easy, but uh, certainly a strong win. And uh, that's according to the polls. But what do you think? You can give us a shout, 604-280-9898. Let's go to Rob in Chilliwack. Good morning, Rob. What's on your mind? Good morning. No, uh, honestly, I'm not feeling a lot for the NDP, and that probably comes as no surprise to Keith. Used to be an avid NDP voter. Never happened again. You know, Keith says they're out there. They're doing things. Really, what have they done? They, ca- they cancelled the bridge the Liberals wanted in. Uh, if you look at ICBC, no-fault insurance, that's a mess as far as I'm concerned because they leave people hanging by a thread who have been injured. Our, our early childhood learning is a mess. We have centres closing. I know for a fact my wife is in the business, in the preschool business, and they have their, you know, everybody brags about $10 a day daycare and all that. But the fact is, if you look at what's going on there, uh, the ambulance files, another one, Adrian Dick, probably the worst health minister ever neglected the ambulance file for years. I'll leave that with you and see what Keith has to say about that. Okay, Keith. (laughs) Uh, Well, there's no question there's problems in the healthcare sector uh, ongoing, and they're not going to be fixed anytime soon, even with the Premier's deal with Ottawa, which is basically status quo. Um, We've got an aging population, more and more utilization of healthcare, fewer human resources. The human resource issue is critical, not only in healthcare, but in all sorts of industries and sectors where literally we've got a million jobs that have to be filled in the next decade. And where are these people going to come from? And it's, uh, it extends beyond healthcare. In terms of ICBC, I differ with Rob there. The vast majority of people have seen their insurance rates decline. A very small minority get in accidents. So this whole no-fault insurance thing really is an issue to a relatively tiny group of people because the vast majority of people do not get in accidents or very serious accidents. So uh, you weigh that, the problems with some of the people with injury claims versus that against people who see their insurance rates go down. I'd say on that basis, uh, the changes that ICBC would have to be more popular than not. You know, uh, Keith, last hour we talked with... uh Eric Demers, who is a physician assistant and has got this petition going, trying to get more of uh, physician assistants or PAs recognized, uh, get them recognized in the province uh, to help alleviate some of the concerns when it comes to doctors as uh, your primary care providers. Uh, Do you think a push like that has any chance of actually coming to reality? Well, yes and no. The problem is we don't train physician assistants in BC. Uh, they're not trained at any of our medical schools. Uh, so that's that's a big obstacle there. Uh, now you can move here, presumably, but everyone who right now, physician assistants are employed by the military, and they're not in the, uh, the public health system in BC. They are in other provinces, though. But I think as the human resource issue becomes more acute, 
I think it's inevitable you're going to see more people uh, being slotted into those positions if they're so willing. But just as we saw nurse practitioners, you know, nurse practitioners are a relatively new creation, um, met with some resistance by doctors early on, but now a fully integrated part of the system. But I think uh, we just don't, the numbers of physician assistants just aren't numerous enough to have a big impact on the system. It's not like there's 300 physician assistants out there waiting to go to work. Um, the last number we got from the BC Health Ministry was something like six physician assistants in BC, and they were working for the military. So I'm not sure that's going to have a big impact on the, what is increasingly a, a serious human resource problem. In You'd the ha- have profession. to bring it almost into one of the schools that we uh, talk about, uh, one of the new schools, I guess, has a program. And, and that may uh, happen. You know, like I say, this this human resource problem wasn't there five years ago. <laughs> it is now there. And it's uh, it's doctors and nurses, nurse practitioners, uh, health technologists, you know, people who run the MRI machines. There's going to be a shortage of those people. Uh, so we need more hands on deck on all professions. You know, it's uh, it's funny. When uh, we were talking with Eric a little bit earlier, we are talking about some of the smaller communities and I think of uh, ones where they really need somebody else prescribing, and that's where the uh, the nurse practitioners have been pushing for that. And I think in some cases they can. Is that one of the areas that you're seeing as a possibility of opening up, Keith? Yes, because if you see in the pandemic, the um, there's been an expansion in the scope of practice for a number of professions. Pharmacists, for example, have had their scope of practice expanded. Um, in terms of prescriptions and such, uh, being allowed to do vaccinations. So a lot of these things didn't exist pre-pandemic. And I think one of the things that's occurring in the pandemic is revisiting things that were never thought of before. So, yes, there's going to be an expansion of scope of practice, I think, for a number of professions. That includes the number of people in the medical profession. It's not going to go backwards. It's going to get, the expansion is going to go forward rather than contract. Asked you. Maureen and Burnaby, uh, your thoughts for Keith this morning? Hi. Um, I'm, my name is Maureen Duggan. I'm a physiotherapist, and I have um, worked in the physiotherapy world where there are physiotherapists and rehab assistants, and I absolutely think there's a role for physician's assistants, but in terms of primary care, there still has to be a person who is responsible, a physician who is responsible and, and willing to take on the um, the secondary decisions or the primary decisions for people who are physician's assistants. So they can't, a physician assistant isn't going to be able to work as a primary care person all on their own. They're still going to have to, you know, get approval from a, from a doctor for some of the things that they do. And that speaks to the scope of practice piece that, you know, yes, it's expanding, but it, it is a, it, it's absolutely a solution for especially some of the, the more remote areas where they can call into a doctor and say, this is what I'm seeing. I just think it's, it's a bit more complicated than people think. And it's not just a thing of, yes, if we trained them, we'd be able to get them there and that would solve our doctor problem. Thanks. Yeah. Well, very good call, Maureen. Yeah. Physician, physician assistants are not going to replace primary care uh, providers. There's no question, but just like nurse practitioners, they're another sort of element to add to the mix to alleviate some of the pressure on the system. And in terms of, I mean, the problems in rural health extend far beyond 
the issue of physician assistance. I mean, this has been an ongoing issue for years, trying to get health professionals to relocate into small towns and rural towns to um, to set up shop there has always been an issue. That's why we have lots of incentive programs, and there's even more incentives under this new doctor contract, which hopefully will ease some of the burden. Uh, but this is going to be an issue that's not, just simply not going away, even if physician assistants uh, fill the void in some communities. Thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate that, Maureen in Burnaby. Keith, uh, thanks to you as always, and uh, all the best to you. For I hope you have a chance to have a nice dinner at least tonight for Valentine's Day. I hope so, and you as well, Bruce. Take care.